This is Two Girls, One Mike, the show that talks about the holes and plot holes of your favorite porn. Welcome to Two Girls, One Mike, the porn cast that couldn't help but wonder if we made our show up in our topical, would it be outdated faster if it's a Sex in the City reference or an armed insurrection reference? I'm your co-host, Yvette Dontremont, and here is my wonderful co-host, Alice Vaughn. Alice, would you say you're more of a Carrie or a Samantha? Are you are you a not an up-the-butt girl or are you an, or an uptown lawyer girl? What's your Sex in the City uh, uh, prototype? Well, I mean, my day-to-day, I'm such a Miranda, but like if I'm going to an armed insurgency, you know I'm a carry. You'd be accessorized to the to the teeth. Excuse you, I have specific Manolos for when you're going through the White House and Insurrection Manolos. I demand that America. America for insurrection manolos. Why haven't designers capitalized on this? I feel that that is the next part of late stage capitalism is high end designers being like, well, you know, just just meet them where they sit. Just give them what they want. Fendi has already made face masks. All we're asking is gas masks. They were passing out gas masks in the Capitol. I'm surprised that someone wasn't like, excuse me, we're senators. We want the fancy ones. Nothing but the best will do. Are these the high end ones? I will not have the ones designated for the peasants. Do these work for the people outside? No, that's not good enough. Wild day in America. Actually, today is the day after the wild day in in America. (sighs) I'm already calling it. This is going to, we're going to look back on this and be like, oh, that's the day like Russia and or China and or other like world superpower like infiltrated Congress and planted a massive superbug or stole all this information. It's going to happen. Someone in D.C. was sitting there yesterday and sat up and said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to seal the Declaration of Independence. Who knew it would be that easy? They could have. You know, what's the craziest part? And this is, and by crazy, like there, there was no craziest part. I don't know what the craziest part. The whole thing was the craziest part. And I, I'm going to keep accidentally saying that, you know what the craziest part was, because that's part of my verbal tics. But the furthest the Confederate flag had ever gotten into the Capitol was, hadn't gotten up the steps yesterday. It got into the fucking Capitol for the first time ever. Excuse you, ma'am, but it was in some people's hearts. It never left Mitch McConnell's Senate minority leader, Mitch McConnell's, which I think he will be officially by the time this airs. Yeah. And you know what's so exciting? This is the end of an error. So, uh, well, done. But it's, you know, some, I, at first I was like, you missed. Pro- oh, oh, oh. oh, she's giggling with us. We should introduce our wonderful guest that we have today. She should not hold back these giggles either. Uh, you know, you know, don't interrupt. We're we're going Whoa. no no cut. you're a you're a part of this you're with us for the armed insurrection uh, stress on the erection hey. stress on the erection insurrection <laughs> anyways we have we have a wonderful guest I'm so excited so we have erotic audio artist uh, let's see sex therapist and uh, humiliation dom Dr Lovejoy on with us. Hi, you guys. Thank you so much for having me. I am so honored. And uh, if you guys hadn't noticed, you hadn't said anything yet, I'm coming to you today live from Carrie Bradshaw's bedroom. I did notice this. I'm looking at this. So yeah. she has, it's for yeah. those of you who are not joining us on Exotica TV, which you can, you can do. Oh, shit, we haven't you, gotten it's, there Or yet. if you're Sorry. not one of our patrons watching this on her Patreon, if you're listening to the audio and you want to watch this, she has, uh, for her Zoom background, she has Carrie Bradshaw's bedroom. And I'm like... I dig your style, ma'am. You came prepared. You did your homework. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, hand-raised question. So I was a sporadic Sex and the City watcher, but <gasps> was it ever explained why she had such, like, massive places? Rent in control. New- oh. Once upon a time, that was a thing. Okay. So they friendsed it. Okay. Yeah, they were like, hey, that's just... We're going to explain it so the show can happen. That's She was secretly a dom on the side or a hooker, right? She had to, right? Where did all the Manolos? But I guess she spent all her money on the shoes. There was the episode on that where she said, I'm going to be the little old woman who lived in my shoes because she had spent yes. like 40 fucking thousand dollars on shoes. But I mean, I say this as a working writer. On one pair or all of them? All, all of them, all of them. Uh, but like I say this as a working writer, like the only way for most of my time as a working writer, I've been able to f- make an income enough to to live has been through giving talks as well. So the fact that she made a living on one column uh, in in not even like a, like it wasn't syndicate really. <laughs> That is some friends economics there. And she went out to lunch all the time. 
They went out to eat constantly. They had they're smoking the cigarettes, yeah. which costs. You know, those were expensive. Oh yeah, in Manhattan especially, but back then they would have been really expensive. So she's. She's spending that money left and right. Right now. So if you want to just go to a just salad or chopped and just get a simple lunch, I'm just saying something grab and go. So as a new, as a former New Yorker, because right now I'm in Savannah, we'll talk about that in a sec. Normally you're going to spend between 11 to $16. Now you want to do a sit down, carry lunch. We're talking, honey, we're going to spend, I mean, if we're splitting the bill, she's going to have a drink or two or just even one drink. And she and, had a drink a every, lo- it was a minimum of, of a right. drink every single time. That's like right. it, she was cosmopolitans. Not, yeah. She was not sipping a water. She wasn't like, excuse me, tap, tap, not bottled. Like that was not a thing that happened at those conversations. 30 to 60 minimum. And the fucking cupcakes. Yep. Fancy little cupcakes. Magnolia, they're gross. (laughs) Super gross. You've had a Magnolia cupcake, right? Yes. I have not. And I have had it once and didn't have it again. Great marketing. Come out to LA, Sprinkles. I have celiac disease. I can only have the gluten-free ones at Sprinkles, and they are fucking amazing. So imagine what the ones with gluten taste like. Oh, they must be incredible. So I'm just saying, come to to LA when the plague is over and the insurrectioning is over and have some cupcakes. Mm. They're, They're good out here. We put calories into them. That's the difference. The LA version. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, we're like, get fat and then feel bad about it. It's That's how LA works. I mean, the Magnolia cupcakes, the problem with them is they're too sweet. Oh. I mean, one of my friends is obsessed with their banana pudding. So, you know what? It must be maybe good, I guess. Maybe I'm just mm. not a banana pudding connoisseur. But their cupcakes and cakes... I, they're just way too sweet. Then again, I'm a oh. savory gal. But I mean, look, I've made frosting before. Is that your way of saying you're salty? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just just saying. How that. did they even come to play on this show again? What? Where, why did they just decide to go there one day? Or was it a gift? Like, how did that become the craze? Do you guys remember? I, I'm completely blanking. I think all the locations, and this is just my guess knowing like from having been on a few shows, I feel like every place that they end up going, it's like somebody like somebody went to the place and liked it and they managed to get the place to film for not too expensive and they liked the food enough. Like, And then it became the thing. Yeah. Like there was no like secret sauce. It was just, hey, here's a place we went for brunch and it didn't make us vomit. I mean, it's obviously better than that, but like somebody in the writing staff or it could have been uh, Candace Bushnell, the, uh, or I might be mispronouncing your name, but the woman who wrote the original book and columns that went into the book uh, that Sex and the City is based on, it could have been her pet thing. So we could have her to blame for all of this. Now, the parody we're going to talk about today, they really missed the boat on the cupcakes. Oh. Did you notice that? Hmm. I didn't even notice any reference to it. Cosmos. They did not mention Cosmos at all. That was pivotal. Like, that yeah. was kind of a... Yeah. Didn't they get the whole cosmos back in action i feel like if you're gonna do something with sex in the city and like they hit the beats on a lot of things like i just i gotta as i always say i have to applaud evan stone's acting in pornos like i literally do because he nailed mr big so well how do you take a character that has very few mannerisms about him is just kind of the mysterious man who we know very little about and actually do a good job acting him in that one little scene that was impressive anyways there are little things you expect I feel like you could have done something good for the people who are into foot fetishes with all the shoes that these women have collected. Holy shit, you're right. Not even in there once. And there was oh even a, an episode where, and I know that they're at the point where she's married to Harry uh, in this with Charlotte, where she's married to Harry, but there was uh, an episode where she went to probably Manolo, I don't know, one of the upscale uh, shoe stores. And this guy, you know, who is a foot fetish guy is putting shoes on her and like basically right. cu- like getting off on putting the shoes on her. And it's this erotic and creepy scene. And I'm like, man, why didn't they do anything with this? Like, there are just so many little, like, it's Sex in the City. They gave you material. You guys have watched Sex in the City. And let's be honest, as a sex columnist, Carrie is painfully sex negative. Like, can we at least agree on that before we start talking about the porn? That's very true. What year was this again? 98 to 2004. 98. Okay, so 98, we have a whole different view of sex. I was still a virgin when these started. What? I'm 37, <laughs> which means, let's see, when did I lose my virginity? God, I was 16. Um, so that would have been 
2000 maybe 2000 or, or 99 i don't know uh, either way i would have been between the ages of 8 to 14 so i'm glad i was a virgin oh my fucking i was like f- living it up here wow but like Carrie's handling of like Samantha's relationship when a woman, uh, you know, was super judgmental and ignorant when she was uh, saying she was a bisexual and she was dating another woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, she treated Samantha's promiscuity with ridicule and shame. Oh, that's right. All the time. Oh, there was that episode where they were at a, lo- a sex toy launch party in L.A. Like she just was had this holier than thou attitude. Yeah. Well, also think about this. A gay man mostly wrote a lot of the, 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 to produce the show, right? Like, I know there were a couple of male comedians who did a lot of the writing or had done some of the books that had been, it had been plucked from. But males, so that's male, that's so masculine put out there. What woman would walk in heels like that anyway? Seriously, only a man would torture a woman like walking down the city. Who's walking Manhattan in those heels? Get real. No one. Every single Manhattanite woman carries her fucking heels in her purse and then puts them on in the office. Yes. All of Exactly. Them. Or you're walking, you're doing a photo shoot and that's as far as they go from there to there. But only a man could have designed that torture, right? Like every single character in that show was, and I say this as a time-honored, well-oiled slut, uh, <laughs> all these women were sluts. And I say this with, with love, with praise. It's slut is, is, is a compliment in my book. But like they all at various points in the show fucking judged each other for their sluttiness, which kind of seemed weird to me. And it's how does that come out of anyone's writing other than a guy writing about how he thinks women must think about each other? It's intense. Uh, can you imagine if it was rewritten now through just a woman's view? Part of the reason why I think it was so successful is because it was like new and, you know, mind blowing because it's like, oh man, girls have dildos and they talk. What? They they talk about sex. Guys, do you know they're talking about sex to each other? This could be the end of us. They have a thing that will give them orgasms. We are over. Anyways, we are objectifying men with a dildo. Because, <laughs> like, I feel like Samantha was, like, the point of that show because she was the woman who was fucking like a guy does. And the shock factor of the existence of a Samantha is gone now. So they would have to recalibrate how they do that show. Especially because they made it because it was her eight, because she was a cougar. She didn't have kids. Yeah, what would be shocking as a Samantha nowadays? A Cardi B? Somebody young. Yeah. Somebody young, young and deciding that they don't want kids and... Being like, this is my life. Like her whole stance was like, I'm owning it now. Yeah, a girlfriend of mine a few years ago had a, a post go viral uh, talking about having uh, a hyster. It's a hysterectomy, and she was, you know, young and still of childbearing age. And people were just incensed that she was doing, you know, what she wanted with her uterus. And it's like there's still an anger out there when someone's like, yeah, I'm just gonna use my body to have the sex I want for not the purpose of making a baby. Even though we feel like we're really far past that puritanical era where sex in the city was shocking, people will still get mad. Oh, we're not. About, yeah, exactly. It's still a thing that people are angry about when they see it on the, I just. When uh. I went to my gynecologist, actually in my early twenties, I was already inquiring about, hey, what's my option as far as getting my tubes tied, you know, or a hysterectomy or something of the sort. I can't tell you how many times that, so first off, my doctor gave me bad misinformation as far as, oh, well, you can't get your tubes tied until you have your first kid. Like, oh, what? what? And yeah, <laughs> I got that information from a doctor. Mm. Eventually, I found a doctor who told me that they would be willing to do the procedure on me if I had a month of therapy to clear me first. That's horrifying. This is in a New York tri-state area. I'm in the process of getting cleared to do it. Uh, but while we started those conversations... There's one really wonderful thing about having a blue check mark. Now, I don't know if this is how it works for everyone on Twitter, but when you have a blue check mark, at least, now here was my experience. I didn't want to go through the beg the fucking department, ask and get the appointment with someone who ends up being like, nah, and then you ask for another appointment and then go to a zillion appointments with all the co-eds. So I just tweeted out saying, 
Hey, at Dr. Jen Gunter, can you recommend a doctor at Kaiser? Because she works at Kaiser. Um, can you recommend a doctor at Kaiser SoCal who will actually give me a fucking tubal? Kaiser slid into my DMs and was like, could you shoot wow. us an email letting us know what you're, uh, what's happening? And I, nothing was happening yet. I hadn't even been to an appointment. I was just asking her if she knew a gyno that I could request because she is a, a, a Kaiser gynecologist at Kaiser NorCal, you know, and I know her. So I was like, I'm just asking her, but I'm also asking her publicly to like, you know, see what I can, you know, dig up from here. But anyways, they immediately like got the head of Kaiser's uh, OBGYN department on the phone with me to be like, we got someone who uh, will actually do your tubal. We have an appointment uh, <gasps> scheduled for you. The downside is that it's in the middle of COVID and they're Ugh. not doing any. Uh, it's, so basically I'm on the birth <sighs> control pill for another few months, but I do have somebody who will absolutely do my uh, my tubal in uh, Southern California. It, if you're in the Los, greater Los Angeles area and you have Kaiser, Email us at info at two girls, one mic, baby, uh, and we will let you know. And here's the thing. I've only had like a, a phone call with her, but my God, like it, it's, I just have to brag about my gynecologist because like <laughs> she's, I'm telling her about like a bad experience that I had with a previous gynecologist. And I'm like, I'd had a, an, an IUD insertion that was painful and they're not pleasant. It was a bad experience. And she's like, oh, no, 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 no. If you'd had me do it, it would have been great. It would have been so smooth. It would have been fine. I'm like, Girl, are you telling me I would have enjoyed it in, with you inside me? I will fuck. Yes, please come inside me. Do what you. Anyways, she was super fucking groovy and respected my wishes. I'm glad we're having this conversation, though, because honestly, it's I like feel it like it turned from sex and city to sex and that. Yes. This is why I love these tangents on the show. They, they're informative. And also, hopefully, we get somebody who's ne really be desperately needs a tubal and also happens to have Kaiser towards a decent uh, OBGYN. But in addition to that, for example, a lot of my male friends have no idea how difficult it is. I mean, no. when my partner, he went for a vasectomy, it was, he went in for a consultation just to ask. And then he, next thing I know, I get a text saying, oh, actually, I got snipped today. What? What? Yeah, same day. Yeah. Went in, it happened, and good for him, and it made our lives so much easier. But the fact that as a woman, we have to jump through so many hoops to say, no, this is what I want. Gross. I've thought about it. And then people will say, well, there's that liability that you might want a kid, that the doctor may not want to take it. We have evidence to show that women who don't have children who go through these procedures where, you know, you're confirming, like, you know, the tubal litigation, that you definitely don't want them. You know what the regret rate is? Less than 3%. And it goes up when you have kids already. And it's like, who are they to decide anyway? I feel like I have much higher regret rate for choosing new flavors of ice cream. Yeah. I'm down for taking the risk that at 37, I might one day be like, oh, I should have used these old ass eggs. It's not going to happen. I've had a DNA test run and I found out I'm 100% that busted. Oh my God. My DNA has too many. These should not. My bloodline ends with me. That's another thing I told my doc doctor when she was like, are you, now we could do an IUD in case you want it reversible. I'm like, that's my line that I gave her was exactly that. My bloodline ends with me. She didn't argue at all. And I don't know if she, I don't think she would have either. But you know what? Ladies, if you're having a discussion with your doctor and they're like, you know, maybe do a reversible form and you're like, mm -mm, drop that on them, <laughs> drop that on them and see what they give you back. Would you say your DNA is more like a Charlotte or a Miranda? Well, let's see. Since Charlotte uh, married a Jew and I am half tribe, I would go with Charlotte maybe. Uh, but my spirit, my my vagina is all Samantha. It's all <laughs> Samantha. It's like she's just out there looking for trouble. She's like, what can I do to fuck up my life with bad decisions? Uh, so I'm just I'm half goody two shoes who's ready to convert for the tribe. And I'm half you look here. This vagina is here for one thing and one thing only. And it's just getting down <laughs> to business. So I don't know. And I'm also a writer. So who the fuck knows? So there's your carry. Alice, I think you're, it's, I, I got to go with you being a Miranda. Oh, okay. <laughs> really? She had like the worst storyline. So no, I think she had the best storyline. She ended up with the house, the guy, the kid. She ended up with a wonderful, I think she had the most real storyline. Kind of boring though. The most boring one, right? Well, Charlotte had the win of the, the thing, right? I think she was the most insufferable. <laughs> Like she, I feel she was the fakest and the most insufferable. And like she had this, she had the fairy tale wedding and that like, I just, I don't know. I, that was my opinion on her. I just, 
Yeah. For our listeners who've never seen the show, like, let's describe these personas before we get into the porn. So, like, okay. how would you describe a Charlotte? I mean, I think Miss Goody Two-Shoes, like, she basically, like, Very. she's the one in the pandemic who is wiping down everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. And wearing yeah. a face mask. Yes, dreams of being a housewife. Let's analyze what they would be doing during the pandemic. She's also Instagramming her perfect banana bread. She has a sour, she has not given up on her sourdough starter. She has has a little hat and a name still going. She's she's she is nailing this pandemic. Like she has also started a little face mask business. She's that good. She's on oh top my of God. this shit. That's what Charlotte's doing during this. So Miranda's a lawyer and she would absolutely have a client that's suing her parents to make them stay home. Yeah. <laughs> She's got the kid, too. Yep. Um, Although the kid would be old now. Let's see. She is doing everything remotely. She's helping Steve run Ooh. a startup from home that has accidentally made a zillion dollars. After they've been married for ages and Steve has been a good stay, like, you know, they've worked together and he she got him the bar running. Eventually, he's made, like, from some business startup that she, of course, helped him launch because she's been making the money as a lawyer. Uh, he left for a younger woman because fuck Steve. Like, eventually, Steve's going to fall through. I just, I, I see it in him. It's going to happen. I'm kidding. I, I, I have faith in Steve. What do we think about Steve long-term? Do we think Steve is going to work out? Yeah, he's a nice guy. <laughs> he's struggling. I mean, he was one of those small business owners who had to close his bar during a pandemic. Very true. My next theory was that he would open an online business that would make a killing and he'd be like, see ya, I'm out. <laughs> and then he gets sexy. He gets hot. Gets the Elon Musk, the, the plugs, and he's good to go. Gets cool glasses. Oh, yeah. Or LASIK. Yes, yes. Samantha's having a ton of Zoom sex. Oh. Because she ran a PR firm before. She Oh, she is making a killing in the cancel era. Just oh representing uh, TikTok stars who are getting canceled each week. Because that's what she did. She ran a PR firm. So she is... This is what happens when we do a show that like I watched every episode of in triplicate. Like I got everything uh, way too nailed. So she's actually strategizing how to cancel people to blow them up. She's strategizing how to cancel the enemies of the people who she runs, and she's strategizing oh. how to cancel her clients to get them PR. Because all, because as she would tell them, of course, all publicity is good publicity, and you know that's exactly <laughs> how she'd fucking say it, too. So I think that's where she is, and she's probably running an underground sex club that you have to be strictly masked and tested before you can get into to make some extra money on the side. Ooh. I could see that. And lastly, but not least, uh, Carrie, uh, she would say, mm, I'm selfish, and she'd be going out. Oh, yeah, definitely. That cunt would be doing everything awfully. Or would she be paranoid? I almost see her as mildly neurotic. That's true. Just, like, maybe that's more charlatan. Hmm. As I sat in my apartment under quarantine, I couldn't help but wonder, is his heart also under quarantine? She would stay in for a while, and then eventually she'd be like, I just had to, it was just one night, and she made right, like, totally. and that's how she would end up infecting all the girls. Yeah, she gets COVID for sure, because yeah. she went out just that one night yep. for some dick. Yep. And she cheated on Aiden with Mr. Big for the dick that gave them all COVID. Oh, yes. That's an episode. <laughs> As New York City prepared for phase three, it occurred to me, maybe it was time that I took on phase me. Will anybody recognize me with my mask on? Oh, no. And Aiden had just been too perfect. There hadn't been a single fight for months, so I knew what I had to do. Fuck up my life. Carrie, in a nutshell. Uh, I feel like I look back at all the heroines that were given to me through the course of, of movies and shows that I've liked. And it's like, look at this woman who kept making bad decisions. Shouldn't you want to emulate? No, no, this is a bad role model. She's she likes shiny objects that she can't afford, bad financial decisions and, and uh, emotionally unavailable men. Maybe not. Let's talk about Mr. Big. So for our audience, he's kind of, he's a wealthy businessman. He's kind of guy where, you know, everybody notices him when, you know, he walks into a room. How would you ladies describe him? Dapper. Oh, he's very noncommittal. He's the kind of guy you would absolutely have an on and off relationship with. Big dick energy who you would keep fucking even though you know it's going nowhere because like just being around him is intoxicating and it's and you know it's bad for you. You know that the energy of it is bad for you, but you can't stop. Sorry, you can tell I've had some of these. Can't you? I'm so glad I'm married now. Love Joy, have you had a big in your life? 
Absolutely. Loads of those bags. Oh, hey. They're like little toy side toys. A little romance, a little adventure, a lot of cash. <sighs> the modern day big is like basically a sugar daddy now. Isn't that kind of the goal that we're looking to capture? Was he really romantic? I feel like he was almost emotionally abusive. I don't know if emotionally abusive is the right term. He was very emotionally distant to Carrie. He kept her, like, he would do an occasional grand sweeping gesture, I think. That's what I'm saying. It was kind of like a sugar baby, like, not committed. It's just like, I'm going to treat you like the queen and then string you along a little bit more. It was a lot of, he was very not quite ready to turn Carrie into something more than, this is fun. He wanted his beige girl. Speaking of some, a little bit of, uh, you know, whether it be emotional domination, Lovejoy, do you think there's any bigs out there who are buying your erotic audio clips? Or do you find like a similar type of customer who are buying your content? Yes. Ooh. Uh, yeah, are you saying like attractive, wealthy men? Like what kind of clientele ends up buying most, uh, most of your content? Do you like see a pattern? Because you do fight uh, humiliation domination. Um, you know, the ones that reveal themselves to me are usually attractive. And they're bold enough to, that's why they usually want to show me who they are. Like, I'm not a loser. I'm attractive, but I like being called a loser. Like, okay, cool. I don't really care. I'm going to take your money either way. It's all the same. That's actually a myth I talk about with phone sex is that, especially with the high rollers, most of them are actually very attractive and very successful because usually it's not the really unattractive ones that have the most money to play the game. Because it's a game Hmm. in the end. But yeah, so I do have some bigs, but it's not romantic and it's the opposite. They're not stringing me. I'm the one talking shit to them. Actually, (laughs) and that's part of the shtick that they like is uh, my whole thing. Like, I don't care how hot you think I care. Like, look at you. Actually, I've got a good one going right now. This person who's really fit, like he's really muscular and there's not a chance in hell you'd be like really he all he wants is to be told how pathetic he is so I like to let him know I'm like look at you right now oh you're so cute everybody thinks you're so so hot and big but the inside is what counts and you're a fucking loser who just wants to be bullied from your high school days which is like his thing he probably listens to that while he's pumping iron exactly yes you're still a baby man lift more you're worthless and unreal and it's so funny i'm like oh look at you your friends your family they see how attractive and successful you are on the outside but you're just a fucking loser on the inside and that's yes so that is not a not common theme but it's usually only the ones that want to like kind of prove to you or or should surprise you that like they're losers and then they're fizz and when i say this guy's like ripped like it's almost like Oh, and I'll tell him, I'm open with him. Like, oh, look at you, a good looking loser. Mm-hmm. Even more fun to make fun <laughs> of. It's just, it's just so psychological. What's amazing to me is you've built a, a business, a career on humiliating men. I can't believe it. It's been 17 years. That's crazy, right? How old, like, how old were you 17 years ago? 20. I was, I was just learning that I wasn't a Republican after leaving my, my <laughs> father's Republican household. So that was, it's been a while. It's been a while. 12. <sighs> 12. People were actually calling me a loser. So not for fetish reasons. If it makes you feel better, people were still doing that like three days ago to me. So I'm, I'm sure it's happening somewhere in the comments on Twitter right now. Right now. We're just getting L'd all over the place. But I love that your men are paying you for to, you know, call them stupid and idiots. And yes, it, like, what is the worst thing you've probably said to someone? I tweet this at people for free. You've obviously learned a much better business model than I have. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the whole that's actually like always the funny thing. Like, oh, I'll get a message. You're so nice on Twitter. I'm like, yeah, I'm not being paid right now. So <laughs> if I'm not getting paid, I'm not giving you my goods. The goods are the annihilation, the verbal annihilation. So you can pay for that service or you can... I'm just saying, if you ever want to get into the debunking business, like there is another whole nother way to make money by just destroying people like in your writing that people people love just reading well-crafted insults. And like, I, like I'm a science writer who knows how to insult people really well. It's been very lucrative. <laughs> Oddly lucrative. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it's so much more than just like, 
ear dumb fuck ear loser. It's tapping into their the gooey where sender. this comes from. Yes, because it it I, I like to get like with the good clients that that stick around. I like to go back in time. Like I want to know where this came from. Like you oh, don't yeah. just wake up one day and be like, you know what? My dick gets hard and comes to being told I'm a dumb fuck. Something happened along the way. And then there was an experiment along the way that the boner happened. And I, I need to know that. And then I'll take that tool and then I will apply that. And that's where I then... Oh, my God. Do my work. So you'll use like their past history. So you then you could say things like, yes. I'm glad your dad beat you instead of cancer. Oh, my God. Yes, 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 exactly. If you were any more inbred, oh. you'd be a sandwich. Yes. Yeah, whatever they take. Yes. And then like, they'll tell me I use it then against them. All horrible. Like, yeah, I mean, whether it's true or not, it's their fantasy. I'm going to guess 9.999 is bullshit. And that's cool. And I'm just going to work with that. But whatever it is, that's the thing. And it never changes, by the way. There will be guys who I've been speaking to for many years, and every time it's the same from the top to the bottom. We do it like it's a routine. It doesn't need to change. I know when to hit the buttons, the cues. That's what they want to hear, and that's what they keep coming back for. They're coming back for that torture. Do you ever make them cry? Yes, I have one guy uh, right now who... He never likes me to say the details because he feels like he's one of the only people who does it. <clears throat> that makes him stick out. He's a whore, so he's all over the place. Like, he talks to a million people. <laughs> I've definitely fucked him. No, I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, he no whore as in um, he calls different femdoms. Oh, okay. He fucks a plunger for me. A plunger. Nice. Yeah. I just, I just got to applaud the well done, sir, for fucking a plunger. She's a she, and we have a name for it. Someone needs to fuck the plunger. She's horny. May as well be him. Oh, yeah. Well, he, I make him seduce it. Her. 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 She, I, he kisses her first. And then he starts fucking her. I don't see it because I don't want to look at it. But I see him on cam. And I'll just be like, look at you right now. You know, you, can you imagine if your fucking friends and family saw what a fucking loser you are pumping that pole? And he starts going. <laughs> and I'm like, and then I start calling him a crybaby. Like, Eve, I get in the camera. I'm like, you cry baby look at you blubber butt and then it gets more and then he cries and then that's the game so yes alice why haven't we opened an only fans for we're offering this service i feel this is an untapped no i i'm i'm laughing too hard right now like and, and, it cry oh my yeah, god like cries. i i don't know if i'm laughing at the visual of somebody like i this is how i know i can't do this so like, i feel like seeing somebody on a, a a plunger would just would make me laugh too hard and I wouldn't be able to handle the seriousness of what's happening. Well, you never right get there. to see it. Okay, got no, you only see it when he holds it up and I make him, you know, kiss her and be because you know, you gotta romance before you dance. So <laughs> make out with her first and then do your business, which I don't see, but he's naked and I make him put clothespins on his Ooh. boobies. And then on the camera, too, I tell him, I'm like, I'm going to flick those fucking things, you fucking fat loser. And he 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 likes when I tell him he's, oh, he he starts to cry when I tell him uh, he's never going to lose weight because he's been like, for years, we've been talking about him dying. I'm like, you're never going to fucking lose weight oh. forever. And he loves it. And he cries. Oh, and man. I'll call you if I ever need a good cry. I'll call you if my diet's not working out and I really need just a, hey, like your exercise bike <laughs> is shame. right there. Go. But the best part is, is so after the session, after they do whatever they do, it's great. He, well, this one in particular always like messages me a thank you. And like, feel, uh, he'll be like, oh, I feel so good now. And wow. like, uh, yes. You know, and this is, this is why we, we try to, to beat the point home on here. Your kink is okay. Like this mm -hmm. is not a hundred percent. It's this might not be the thing for, you know, our audience is full of perverts. There are perverts and we love you. Uh, so this might not be the kink for like maybe 5% of you out there, but the other 95% of you, we love you and you're okay. It's shocking. There's people are into, you name it. Somebody's oh, yeah. there's lights behind mm -hmm. you. Somebody wants to wrap them around their dick and jerk off with them. I mean, it's, Hey, it's hey. probably already a red a whole Reddit thread. Don't tell everyone what my husband's doing with these. God. Oh, shit. Is that why they're white and dripping? <laughs> Come drop <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <Yeah. laughs> they were red, but then we got that infection cleared up. 
God. So we probably should review this porn. So you asked. So I you know. went there. So Dr. Lovejoy, um, talk to our audience. Um, if you were to summarize this plot, how would you summarize it? You know, we have all our same characters as Sex in the City, except this time uh, in this quickie, we have Mr. Big is getting a job in L.A. and he offers Carrie to come live with him, except if Carrie goes, what will her best friends do? And she's going to have to contemplate what's going to happen. And and then we quickly dip into each girl's lives before we do a big dip. So let's talk about the couples for a sec. So we've already mentioned that Evan Stone played Mr. Big. Great casting, as usual. And by the way, the director on this, we have to give him kudos. Leroy Myers, the champ. The best. We love we love you as usual, Leroy. We love you. We miss you. Our vaginal claps are also uh, clapping. Oh, asses too. Don't get them asses clapping. My vagina, my friend, is blowing in the wind. A clapping. Anyways, it was well done. Yeah, it's no. uh, Evanstone was really good as Mr. Big. The first scene was you know cute and a good little bang around scene. I thought they did a great casting for Carrie and a lot of the characters. They looked like the characters. Yeah. Like when I actually even saw the actress from a distance for a second, I was like, you know what? With some blur, Sarah Jessica Parker. Yeah, her hundred uh, percent. Her build was very similar uh, to SJP. They nailed that one. Did facial things too. They did a good job on on contouring for the makeup for that. Charlotte really looked exactly like in the bed scene when she's sideways, when she kind of does that like kooky look. Yeah. Kind of like, why are you touching me? Totally <laughs> looked like so much like her. Oh, yeah. For porn casting, they did a really good job. Great makeup. It's like she had the Charlotte look, you know, like hair yes. that's kind of like natural yes. looking, long, thick hair. And I mean, a lot of, like, I don't know if it was extensions or not. It might have been. It's often that that's the case. But like if they were extensions, they were not uh, overdone. They had, it still had that very Charlotte classic look. And it works. And the woman who played Samantha, she had that Samantha over the top voice. Very well done. Not looks, though, to me. No, no, not at all. No, 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 no. All right. So who we had, just so you guys knew, uh, know, uh, so Kayla Page was Carrie, Brittany Andrews was Samantha, Zoe Voss was Miranda, and Bobby Starr was Charlotte. We haven't said anything about Zoe Voss as um, Miranda looking anything like her. <laughs> she did not look anything like no, her. No, no. I mean, did not it, even close. Good enough job acting. But just, the hair you know, was maybe for... I think the hair was a wig. Yeah, if you were reaching, like if you were really trying to see it, oh. that's what the only thing I could... Yeah, it, it, Cynthia Nixon has a very defined look and her eye structure. It's just, it, they did not get an actress no. in her, which is fine. You know, just like the other ones were like, hey, this this kind of... Was not a dead ringer. It did a good good enough job. Now let's talk about the guys. I think Evan Stone at one point looked like Jason Bateman. Did anybody catch that? It, it, it kind of the first scene, there was a profile, and I'm like, that actually, I could not see Jason Bateman. I saw that for a split second, like right before I figured out it was Evan Stone. I was like, who the, huh, do I know? Oh, it's Evan Stone. So like, I it's now that you say the, who the actor's, uh, the actor's name, I'm like, that's who it was that I you saw. You can so, see it, yeah. Did not look like big though. Yeah, it's a different hairstyle for Evan Stone that I'm used to. I think like because we've seen him with his hair like every fucking style you can imagine at this point. He did well. It's like I, I think I enjoy seeing Evan Stone in porn because it's like he's one of few actors that I see actually like doing some foreplay on a woman. I appreciate that mm-hmm. in my porn. I appreciate it very much. I did notice some uh, decent diddling technique. Oh yeah, rough, long as Harry just made sense because they're both bald. They both fit the profile. Yeah. Yes. How many porn actors are you going to get that like are like 90% similar to Harry in built? Like, yeah. well done. It was a cute sex scene for them. He was trying to get butt sex. It was cute. I actually, one of my favorite lines in there was I had uh, when Samantha's, you know, talking about leaving and then she's talking to Miranda or Charlotte. Charlotte goes, who do I complain to when Harry wants to play with my tuchus with his kosher salami? And I was like, oh, Leroy again. The, the writing is just phenomenal. Well I'm just, 
I'm impressed that they went into the all right. What do we know about these characters and who's gonna like? How do we how do we take this and make this? We're, we're dropping references. The re- there was great references in there. Even in the beginning, as like Carrie is typing out her laptop, she's like, I would know if I remember this from Cosmo or Come Guzzler Digest. But, you know, <laughs> I-, I heard once, you know, does, does New that. York City bring out the slut in a girl or does being a slut bring out the best in New York City? I love that. Here's the thing. I love that because it was uh, it was not only just a reference, but it was a really good twist on what they normally do. It's like, mm, well done. And then they cue the 70s music. I love the little um, bit that they did yeah. right after that with the three women all banging yes. the same delivery guy. Of Me like, too, yes. I thought Bukaki was an Indian restaurant. And then, you know, sh- you see her then like take the delivery guy and like bone him. Then the second girl's like a former Amish. Um, so she clearly yes. like stayed after Rum Springa. I thought that was going to be the Samantha actress at first because she had the bangs that Samantha used to have in the earlier seasons. She had a crazy oh, accent. Yeah. So that was, I was like, is that, are we supposed to be doing Amish or what, what is that? Oh man. What, what, what are it's, we doing no, there? Do, do you guys remember, uh, and this is, this is how we know I've seen this uh, show too many times. This was actually kind of a spinoff from like the very first episode, I believe of Sex and the City, where they kind of did this, you know, straight uh, fourth wall breaking talk to some New York City women about their sexual experience. Experiences uh, and really? or not, it wasn't actual New York City women. They were I don't they were scripted, that. but like yeah, it was some direct uh, fourth wall breaking scripted stuff. Talking to some yeah, like that that's some stuff that happened in like the first or second. It was ap- definitely first episode. I don't know if it happened much past that into the first season, but yeah, the structure of the show was very different early in the uh, the first season. They used to smoke a lot too, like nonstop cigarettes. Carrie definitely kept doing that until late. But like the number of times she was like, I'm going to put a patch on it. I'm not going to cheat on Aiden this time. (laughs) She's a bad person. Sorry. Okay. So we we had no references at all. The only references we kind of really had were that Samantha likes younger guys. Yep. Right. Talking about Smith Jared and she's going to do a lot of blowing of him. And who was Johnny Mountain? Where did he come from in this one? Is he just like was knocked on the door and there he was? Danny Mountain? Oh yeah, he was the guy who just like knocked on the door. Like yeah, he yeah. was a Did random Johnny. Yeah, yeah, Danny yeah. yeah, he was just the random guy that after she broke it off um with the young guy uh for cheating on her, she just, you know, oh, yeah. she bones this random Danny Mountain. So yeah. He just happened to be at the door and she starts humiliating him, by the way. Oh, she does, yeah. Yeah, she brings him in and is like, You're a pussy and you're not big enough and da-da-da, of course, and you know, but I'm like, this seems, feels like you jumped a few guns here. Like this was this was not discussed. <laughs> there was no it just they just How do you get there? I feel like it, they were trying to follow like Samantha's ethos of I'm in charge woman without uh the scene seems forced and I'm annoyed by it. That's all. <laughs> Speaking of force, let's talk about that woman from the threesome with Miranda and Steve and how forced her accent was. I'm sorry, but did they bone a young Fran Drescher? Oh, my God. What the fuck? That's exactly what I wrote in my... Oh, my God. He was right? supposedly from Staten Island, uh, which is... I, I, I... Oh, my God. Okay, so they went to Craigslist. This is the part where uh, Miranda and Steve decide they're going to have some fun. They go to Craigslist. They end up meeting a... They go to some strange woman's home. Oh, no, the strange woman comes to them, their house. She comes over there and... I got my sets mixed up. Red couches. <laughs> She's put on what is a Staten Island accent, and it's more like... It's it's like... It sounds like a North Jersey accent. I don't know. It's just... It's not good. It was over the top. It's definitely yeah. Staten Island. No, 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 no. North Jerseyans do not have that accent. And everybody knows the accent because if you've either watched a nanny or anything from Jersey Shore, all (laughs) those people are from fucking Staten Island. So you've heard that accent. Fair enough. I lived in South Jersey. I remember those people. Yeah. Here's the thing. Having lived in South Jersey, it's not like I ever asked them. That's not my trash. (laughs) It's look, let's just, let's do what we all do. Blame it on Philly. (gasps) Shots fired. Bring it, bring it on. Bring it on, Gritty. Bring it on, you orange animal. We can do this. (laughs) Can we, can we review a porn with Gritty? Oh my god! If there's gritty porn, I'm gonna. I want to. I want to see gritty porn. Like you know who has to play gritty though? Tommy Pistol. There's the only person who can do it. He's the only person who can bring the life of gritty to the big screen. Speaking of Tommy Pistol, he has range. I mean, him as Steve in this role. <laughs> I mean, he was such like 
a sweet nerd. He sounded exactly like him. <gasps> he kind of did seem like a sweet nerd in it, didn't he? He manages to pull a disappearing act into every role that I've seen him in because what hasn't he played that it's just been like he's nailed the voice on? Like from Pee Wee to this to just, I, I don't know. I just, I get it that we praise him. However big this is making your ego, Tommy, you are welcome. And it's well-deserved, but still like Jesus Christ, even managing to sink into Steve this well is pretty impressive. <laughs> are you saying he should get an award for this I, one? What I'm saying is, High what I'm saying is I would watch him act with his pants on. Nice. Yeah. I thought it was great that, you know, Leroy set it up so that way at the end all the girls, you know, bone each other. Um, of course, it was all a dream. But I do like that they wrapped it up that way because there's I've been so many porns where I'm like, why couldn't they just end it in a gangbang with all the classic characters? And they did. Yeah. Which, you know, if, if you were watching this to get, you know, some sex in the city and some references and then, you know, see like your main characters bang, this did that. Yeah, like even though like there's in, in the back of my head, I'm like, there's part of me because I, I actually watched the main four characters gangbang and part of me is going, you know, Charlotte would never do it in that <laughs> position. She would not put her tongue there until marriage. Uh, but like it's I'm kind of happy. Oh, yeah, she's she look, she'll do the dirty things, but not until there's a ring on it. Uh, she has standards. It was nice that they finally were like, fuck it. This is what people watch a parody for is they want to see the yeah, like, look, if there are women on a screen together and men are watching, they want to see them put their tongues in each other. And I'm glad that this was like, yep, we're going to honor that request. And even if they were like, we're going to make it a dream though. <laughs> so well done. I appreciated that. It also served so much fan fiction. Like think of how many over the years, men, women have, that's been their fan fiction is all those women should just shut up and fuck or whatever, you know, like a lot of it has to have had Samantha sticking a, a, a strap on into someone's mouth, but anywhere. Yeah, who had the dildo in the mouth that was like going in? Oh my gosh. I, I scrolled through that. Just, whatever, but it was like, no way are they that kinky, but they were getting it on. It was impressive. It was, there were angles. There, it's like there were legs being like being hoisted. I was like, you, you go ladies. You've been doing your Pilates at all those post-brunch classes. Well done. Menage a quattro, complete. Well, this scene was uh, nominated for best all-girl scene. Oh, I can see why. Well earned. Yeah, many of fantasies fulfilled. I I appreciate. I mean, I was watching it really like thinking, God, how do you concentrate when there, there's four like beautiful? Like, can you even? Are you even feeling how good this feels right now? Because you know you got to be posed and everybody's so beautiful and that's why they pay them to have sex and i just get to yes. do it and hope that you know eventually an orgasm crawls out of my, my lady parts like that's why they're the professional fuckers yeah, they're the pros yeah it's yeah. pretty amazing but i thought from i give it a 10 a solid 10 on especially wrapping up with that gangbang of women because i feel like that fulfilled every male's fantasy of what they came there for. That was a Cirque du Soleil of a gangbang. A hundred percent. And I love the dialogue. Oh, yeah. The dialogue was great. Yeah. Um, the one thing that disappointed me, and I mean, it was very Carrie at the end to, you know, say, mm, I'm going to stay in New York, you know, and let Mr. Big go to L.A. I mean, it is a very much a Carrie move, but really, I think it's such a dumb move. Many a season of her chasing her man and and throwing her career away to chase her man. Like, this is a thing that she ran uh, to Paris for douche face. Like, there's been, this, right. is, this is what she does. I feel like this is not true to who Carrie is. Like, here's the thing. As much as it's like, oh, Carrie, be true to yourself. Stay in New York. No, no, no. True to Carrie is fucking up her life by running to L.A. Let's be honest, too, though. She It's not like she would screw up her career by going to L.A. because she's still, you know, a mm. once-a-week columnist. Yeah, she had her laptop so she could move. This is true, but she'd also be giving up a rent-controlled apartment in New York to go live with a man who's shown the ability to commit of a titsy fly. This is perhaps ill-plotted. Uh, but what if she kept it? Exactly. What if she let a friend rent it out? <laughs> oh, and she, you know, Because she, she knew he was dodgy. So she was like, mm, you know, I'm just going to like rent this out for a year and hold on to this thing in case I need to but you know ditch what? big. Maybe that's why she decided to stay because she finally was like, I've grown up. Fuck this guy. He's not going to come through. He's not putting a ring on it. Poor and Carrie did not suddenly find maturity. She was just like, maybe I'm actually gay. 
Maybe the dream foursome finally showed her the truth that she just can't commit to a guy because she actually is a lesbian. She's a late in life gay. I'm okay with that. After that foursome, I mean, it's her best friends. They all became bad. They all were with each other. They woke up, went to brunch, and they were like, guys, I had the craziest dream. So did I. You know, I'm hungry still after this brunch for some reason. Are are you? I just, I'm ready for a sequel. Season two. Is there a part two? Leroy? This? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, you know. Not of this one. Look, if Sex in the City, the regular one, can have two films, why can't we have two porns? Yes. Aren't they working on a third one that, like, allegedly uh, uh, Kim Cattrall might not be a part of? Because she broke the broke the seventh seal and was like, "Now nah, we're not actually friends. We didn't get along. These women are bitches. That's right. I forgot about that whole scandal. Oh, my I just, God. I love that she was just... Here's the thing. I don't know. Like, you can never know what's happening on a set by how people are acting. You can never know if, like, who the bitch is or if they're all awful or if it's just... Like, but I love that she just was like, nah, you're watching acting. Just, oh, I appreciate God. those moments from people just telling the truth about what happened. I forgot people like really thought all that was real. Mm. And I think it's because like from the show Friends, they're like, now nah, we're all best friends. Like the camera stops rolling and we're, right. this is still who we are. And so people were like, yeah, every sitcom, they're just still goofing off and being fun. Nope. I love that she was real about it, which makes me want to watch whatever Kim Cattrall's in now. Kim Cattrall's a real MVP. But you guys knew that Sarah Jessica Parker was the only member of the foursome that had a no nudity clause in her contract, right? Did not know that. No, no, no. Uh, that's not true. Um, I believe what? that What's-Her-Face, the one who played Charlotte, uh, also had uh, a no-nudity clause in there, too. I, I could be misremembering. I think she might have shown her boobs once. But she, likewise, uh, those two had a no-nudity clause. Uh, and Miranda and uh, Samantha were like, Here's my, here are my boobs. Wow. Let's see. I keep seeing SJP. I don't see Kristen Davis. Kristen Davis, that was that was her name. There we go. Like I said, could be misremembering, but I also unfortunately do not remember seeing much booby from Kristen Davis, which is very sad because they look like they were probably lovely. Was there like maybe one scandalous scene of her? Was it a sex? I think there was like one viewing of her boob. One, I could I could be misremembering. Yeah, like a like a <gasps> yeah, which which makes me feel weird that I remember seeing her boob once. <laughs> like I'm not the creep here or anything. <laughs> This is a thing that I remember from years ago, so obviously could be jumbled incorrectly. Oh, damn. Sorry, guys. I, ha- I have horrible lag because of my connection here. The pace of everything's slower in Savannah. Where are you? are in Savannah? Yeah. So um, I was in New York City. And uh, so, guys, uh, as of right now, I have started officially uh, from the new year doing my 24 city uh, in two years tour across the United States. I'm there with my here with my spouse and my pup. And I have to say, again, like the weather, it's been nice, especially since we're like in the downtown area. I'm over a cat cafe. Oh my God, fun. I feel like going inside places right now is fraught with peril. Like, how is, how does that, like, can you go in and play with the, how does that work out? Oh, yeah, right. Um, so my pooch isn't fond of cats, so I'm not gonna. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would do yeah. it. Yeah. But I'm also around the corner from a karaoke bar, so uh, that uh, goes into Even like more fun. 2 a.m. <laughs> and people are out right now, like living life? Thankfully, not during the week, but uh, we arrived on a Saturday and uh, gotta say, it was a little too lively for a Saturday. Wow. It's just Impressive. Or a little too lively for a Saturday during a pandemic. Yeah. But on the bright yeah, side, there yeah. was a lot of, because of the weather is warmer, there was a lot of stuff outside. So it was like, all right. So nice, nice to see. Like, and there, be- because it's Georgia, there's more room to spread out, which was also nice. Very cool. What a fun idea. Yeah. Um, so if you're, uh, you, you know, the Savannah area, I need food recommendations. Although I'm cooking most of my meals, like I'm going to do like takeout, maybe like five, six times need some good options. I feel the danger for me, if I were to do something like what you're doing is I would want to eat my way across the country. You put me in a new city, like, and, and whenever I travel for work, the first thing I want to, I do is I'm like, all right, uh, I get on the Twitter. I'm like, okay, tell me the thing I have to eat in your hometown. And of course, everyone sends you, nobody's like, hey, try this salad. Like, they're all like, <laughs> all right, we have this great diner where they put the way that where they have butter coated butter and it's amazing. And I'm like, what time? Mm. Tell me where to line up. Like, 
it's it's something you know bad for you and in every place. And I'm like, you can manage if you're there for a month to have one meal that's you know atrocious for you, a couple of them probably. But I'm like, I would spend the whole month finding every haunt in the place that's awful. And be like, I can't get it again. I don't know what I will. So. That would put me right back into my fat pants. I'm very sure of it. Paula Dean has a restaurant here slash gift shop. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yum. Like, who, oh, the butter. Oh, yeah. All the it's, butter. All the butter. Oh, the butter. Butter. Butter cake with butter on top. Oof. Oh, my God. It's funny. My husband grilled a few weeks ago, and he's not like, he can cook, but like I'm the one who cooks the most, and it was just a very quick little put it together a meal. And he said to me, he's like, I realized you can make almost anything taste good if you just have butter, salt, and pepper. I'm like, ah, the basics of cooking have been following him. He has, he (laughs) has discovered fire now. He is unstoppable. There's a local candy shop that uh, Mm. I popped into today and they were giving out samples. So I took my sample, went outside and like, it was a praline. And I, I asked what was in it. He said like praline, sugar, cream, and butter. And oh my God, butter. Like I felt like I was biting into a mm. stick. Pralines are like butter sticks, aren't they? Like just a sugar, delicious butter stick. Mm. This was more butter than praline. Oh my God, it sounds delicious though. I don't know how I'm going to survive. It sounds dreadful. It's, I, I hope you carry on through the insurrection in the, in the deep south, my dearest darling Alice. I will see you on the other side. Um, sorry, ladies. It's not that I'm not laughing at your jokes. It's just like my internet's stable. <laughs> Unstable. Aren't we all? I'm sure uh, our editor will clean all of this up and make us sound amazing. So speaking of people who get the raw, unedited version of this, that uh, even though this audio version sounds like butter, the video version is not. <laughs> And you can check it out at patreon.com slash two girls on Mike. I mean, become a patron. And uh, this week, as far as patrons go, we want to thank Boris94, Stranger in a Strange Land, Mike Roberts, Brian Gowdy, Rich Wendling, Leon Kassib, Russell Smith, John, Matthew Barrett, Jeff Larch, Phil Thompson, Bonnie Alexandrides, and many, many others. And again, become a patron by going to patreon.com slash two girls on Mike and or just go to two girls on Mike.com and hit the support button. But Dr. Lovejoy, thank you for coming on the show uh, with us today. Thank you, Alison Yvette, for having me so much. This was so much fun. I absolutely love this. You are a delight. Honored. Thank you for thinking of me. This was a great experience. Thank you so much for having me. But if we were paying clients, but what would you actually say? I'd be like, oh, yeah. All right, bitches. Look, this was really fucking fun. But look, I'm fucking hungry now because all this fucking butter talk is making me starve. So this bitch has got to eat. You know what I'm saying, bitches? And now you're going to pay your princess to fucking go to eat. I'm twisting my nipples. Oh, yeah. Are you, are you right? Yeah, <laughs> you're like... You know, I'm doing this jokingly, but still. It's like... Wait, <laughs> that yes. might have made it really awkward. Moving on! Uh, and you can find me, by the way, just on my social media. Get me anywhere. Twitter at Femdom Therapy and just all my links.com. Dr. Lovejoy. I'm... Google it. Just Google me. Isn't that kind of the easiest thing to say at this point right now? It's just Google, just Google me. And when someone's name is Dr. Lovejoy, yeah, I mean, you're that's, right, you're right. You're that, right. You're that's, right. You, can, you can and you should find her. Do you ever get confused with the other Lovejoy? Who's that? There, uh, it's a mystery show called Lovejoy. Is it one word or two words? One word. It's a fun name, right? Love and joy. Love, little joy. A little song, a little dance, a little seltzer down. You're sorry. Anyways. I want to hear really quickly a weird thing. I was in Vegas in the pool hanging out and meet this this couple and they, you know, ask me what I do. And I love to tell people because most people just don't believe it, which is really funny. And then they're like, you know, I tell them my made up name and they're like, we're Lovejoys. And I'm like, get out of here. Nice. They were, yeah. I mean, what are the, what are the chances? It's not a rare, it's it's not a common name, right? So anyway, that was my only experience with that. a love joy. Nice. But I'm glad I could come on and spread some love and joy. Aww. We love it all. We love it all. Even Thank you so it's much. unconventional. We like the unconventional and we love the love and we love the joy. 
And Yvette, speaking of love and joy, where can our listeners find you? Well, I'm very bad at spreading love and joy. I'm much better at being the harbinger of doom. But you can find me for the harbinger of dooming over at uh, at the Cybabe on Twitter and Instagram and over at Facebook.com slash Cybabe, uh, where I do biweekly uh, live streams. And of course, now I have a daily column of the moment uh, of my daily moment of science where I'm just dropping random stories of sciencey stuff. Today, I wrote about the bubonic plague at a village that closed itself off from the world and knowingly like let themselves die. It was a really fun time. The village of Yom. It was a good time. Anyways. Alice, where can people find you and the rest of our podcast things? Okay. Uh, you guys can find me at Rational Blonde on Twitter. I'm trying to get back on Facebook. I have, sincerely, when I say an 80-day ban, that's a fun one. Um, what? Wow. Yeah. 80. How precise. Did you start an armed insurrection? Because like, I feel like that <laughs> you, you don't even get banned for that long for starting an armed insurrection. You know, most people just think it's a 30-day ban, but in all seriousness, I had a 30-day ban and then immediately got a second 30-day ban. And then in the middle, like 10 days into my second 30-day ban, they restarted it for the same exact thing that I got my second ban for. And so it's an 80-day ban. Wow. That's insane. I can't believe they haven't just spanked you harder. I mean, like, that's like a triple spanker. Because they know I'd enjoy it too much. Facebook. Right? Facebook. So yeah, when you want to F Facebook, and although we have our page at TGM Podcast on Facebook, which you still should follow, uh, you should follow us also on the Twitters and Instagram or email us at twogirlsonmike.com or really just follow us at, at TGM Podcast or just become a patron, okay? And oh, and then if you can't do all of those things, leave us a comment on uh, Apple Podcasts or however you're listening to this we love seeing reviews ideally five star ones so we're not like amazon where we're gonna pay you and in coupons from a chinese company to leave us a review (laughs) but it's close enough we'll talk sexy to you which is what we were doing anyway bingo what if they don't want that though or we'll tell you you've been very bad and go give us a review you there you go it's your, you, we're going to make you feel very bad about yourself if you don't, or if you do, which it, just look, slide into our DMs. We'll work out a FinDom thing. We can do this. Give them five stars right now, you fucking losers. Thanks. Give us five stars because <laughs> look, if, if you don't leave us a review, you aren't worth the money it would have cost to abort you. I don't know. <laughs> Does that work? I don't. Give us five stars or everything that you felt about yourself in high school is actually true, you fucking piece of shit. <gasps> Look, I just oh my! I, God. I I I do writing to destroy people's careers. I I I aim to find their gooey center and then make them have mental breakdowns on Twitter. I take pleasure out of rage breakdowns. So, yeah, you're you've got a calling here. It's I I feel this might get me in trouble with my other side of my life where I'm a where I'm a talking head on the Weather Channel. <laughs> so you know. But hey, if you would like more of me telling you about how all of your childhood trauma is going to be used to help get you off, look, slide into my DMs over on on Patreon. Throw me a lot of money per month on Patreon. We can work something out. Right? Everything is negotiable for enough money. Oh, yeah. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to this episode. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for being here. Bye-bye, guys. Bye.